Yeah. This is Homer and Tony. Oh, baby. Real passion there. We got some real, some real, got real passion. If I would have asked my next question, you'd have been mad. At, yeah, yeah, you'd have ruined it. So you know what my next question was? What? Should I take six to one odds that comes back to the Green Bay Packers? Rude. That would have been rude, wouldn't it? Rude. That would have not have addressed you the You would have ruined the moment. Yes. You don't have the heart that Jason has. Uh, that's true. I do want to add <laughs> one thing. Of course, your book is the only one that matters to you. You want to win, a, you want to win in college basketball, college football. You're Steve. You don't listen to reason. The facts prove it. Wait, 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 wait. What facts? You have no facts on that. Sure. I really don't have an opinion of any value. <laughs> Thank you very much. Can you say that again? What'd you say? I really don't have an opinion of any value. Oh, okay. That's right. Take another context. I feel like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue. With Marquette Hall of Famer Tony Smith, here is Cousin Sub, Sub of the Day, Channel 12 Sports Director Dario Melendez. This Wednesday edition of Homer and Tony, your cousin sub of the day, Dario Melendez from WISN Channel 12. A lot to get to per usual. Uh, Aaron Watch, Rogers Watch, 2023 continues. We didn't get to take a bite of the apple yesterday, so we're going to do that today. Um, it's just, it's... No, that's a Rogers apple. It's, it's getting... It's getting weird, folks. I'm, I'm full off of that Rogers apple. <laughs> You're telling me about it, but he just keeps stuffing it down our... It, down our throat, in our face. It's just, it's non freaking stop. I actually he heard keeps something. serving at, the apple up in different forms. Man, I oh, heard we got apple sauce today for you. That, Yesterday uh, we had apple wedges. <laughs> I heard something at X Golf today that I want to get to as well. Uh, 2.15, Jason Wilde, your Packers guy, going to join us. He's got a special fill in replacement tomorrow for Tausch, Brian Bulaga. That's a pretty oh, nice. Another lineman. Yeah. I mean, I don't lineman want. For to, I like Tausch. I don't want him to get Wally Pipped, but man, Brian Blog is a good get. I was, uh, uh, I was filling in. I, I was, I'm, I'm coming in hot right now because I was on the truth. Yep. Uh, with Tory Lowe right now, uh, and uh, got back late last night. Today's my long day, Dario. I did uh, the MK in, MKE in the morning okay. with Melanie Ricks. Uh, nine at nine this morning. After I got in last night at like midnight. And the worst part about, I don't know if you ever do this, but ugh, such a mistake. Like when you're going out of town, yeah, don't leave with a dirty house. Oh, yeah, then you come home. Oh, yeah, I got exactly. back at midnight. And, dude, first of all, I had no sheets on my bed. I had like four loads of laundry on my bed that I had dumped on my bed, and I was just grabbing stuff to, to pack and take with me. And I come back. That's what I came back home to. So I could not just jump right in bed. I'm just sitting there like, oh, I want to go to bed so bad. I want to talk about that UConn loss in a second. Let me finish. Oh, I, I, no. I know. I know. Are <laughs> oh, you better guesser at 245? Still don't have a winner. Is that correct, Pebble? Still no winner? Yep. 0 for 2 so far this week. Top 3 at 3 and 3. In case you haven't heard, LeBron James becomes the NBA's all-time scoring leader. We'll kick that around for a little bit. He Obviously, did? talk some Aaron Rodgers. But I do want to talk about last night's Marquette game. Marquette being, I mean, it is an upset, right? The number 21 team beating yeah, the number a, 10 team. It's an upset on the standings, quote-unquote. Yeah. You kind of favored, though, so it's not really not I, Exactly. That's what I was yeah. saying. They were minus five. I mean, That's why I said 
but the standings yeah. or the rankings, yes. The one thing that always – I've never been a home court advantage guy. I just don't believe in home court advantage, home field advantage. You show me the better team, that's the team that's going to win, especially when you get to the playoffs. But that's a pro sport thing. Yeah. College, I mean, home field advantage is a, is a thing. Like we saw UConn come to Milwaukee and lose. That looked like a yeah. totally different Huskies team yesterday. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it did – I mean, I figured going in, first of all, it's going to be a tough game. I knew that. I I figured that with, you know, what was going on then, like UConn was higher ranked the first game. Correct. Right? And then so Mar- Marquette beats them. So you got that chip on your shoulder. You got uh, Sonogo, their best player, didn't have a good game when he plays the first game. Uh, you got that chip on your shoulder. Now uh, Marquette's rolling, riding high. Um. And they're ranked above you. That's another chip you got on your shoulder. So you kind of have so many chips to draw from. And if you watch the beginning of the game, I mean, from the first possession to the last possession of the half, it was just you knew it was just one of those games. Like Marquette plays great defense on the first possession. And Hawkins, who's, I mean, he's, I mean, he's good. He's he he can shoot it. He's lights yeah. out. But he hits the shot, like clock winding down, shot clock going down, step back three, fade away almost. Yeah. And I was like, oh, boy, he hits that? I go, there, we're in trouble. It seems like Marquette struggles with teams that have traditional size. Like, you look at all their losses. They usually come to guys with big men. So it seemed like Shaka's game plan and his approach to this game was, we're not going to let you beat us inside, but guess what? UConn then shoots 52% from behind the arc. Well, it was the same thing the first game, though. So they shut Sonogo yeah. down. The uh, the big guy, the Klingon, the other guy, seven, whatever he is, yeah, he's humongous. Size, man. Yeah, he's a monster. He came in and hurt Marquette the first game, but Marquette was still able to win the game. So, yeah, the, the game plan in itself... Again, we knew that UConn was going to be ready for that double team, and we knew, like I said, Sonogo's one going to have a, a better game this game. But Marquette cannot allow bigs to play one on one. First of all, you're going to get Oso. They're really their only big uh, in trouble, in yeah. foul trouble. You can't have that, right? So you got to come double them, and you got to scramble on. But they do a great job of it. Uh, ben Gold actually was phenomenal. The 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 backup they do have for Oso. He was absolutely phenomenal yesterday coming in because he was able to pick and pop. And now the big guys, Sonogo, Klingon, they don't want to go out near the three-point line and guard, right? So Ben, I remember Ben comes in, knocks one down. Next one, he pump fakes, drives by, makes a play. And I'm like, yeah, that's what what they need. He needed to mix those big guys up and don't let them get comfortable. But uh, as you said, the big big problem was UConn just shot lights out. They weren't missing. And just Marquette could not ever overcome that. Well, that's the first time Marquette's been blown out this year, too. Like all the other yeah. losses were by, like, you know, single digits. And speaking of home court advantage, too, like Dario mentioned, I can't speak for the Big East, but the Big Ten, there's only, like, two teams in the Big Ten that actually have a winning record on the road this year. So it's, home court advantage in college is a it, big it's, yeah. it's weird because, like I said, I do not believe in home court advantage in the pros because everybody always wants to point to oh, you all. Okay. No, I mean, you show me the better team, and that's usually who wins. Because yeah. in the okay. playoffs, in the playoffs, what team is at home? The team with the best record, the team with the right? Better record, yeah. So I mean, of course they have a better chance of winning <laughs> right? because they're the better team. Um, I mean, just look at the two teams in the Super Bowl this year. They both had home field advantage, and they were both the better teams. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I still think, in, even in the pros, it's it's an advantage, man, being at home. It is, and that's why you know, obviously, like you said, the better team has home court home court advantage, and then. 
but you still got to play on the road in in the playoffs, right? So you got to go on the road, and you still got to do something. You and in those, and game. in those games, well, you got well the if you're the the, the, the lower seeded team yeah. has to win uh, a game. If you got the better seed, you don't have to win on the road. You win. Well, I mean, you win all your four of your home games. You're set. In the NBA, though, the cream usually rises to the top. For whoever sure. the best team well, is usually the, does advance in that best of seven series. The same with the NFL, I would say as well. Right. I mean, the better teams usually play at home because they're the better teams. Right. Um, I, again, I just don't, I don't, maybe during the regular season, it's a little different because guys aren't as locked in, but when we get to the playoffs and it's the better teams in the NBA and MLB and NBA and NHL all together, the better team's going to win. I mean, we see it all the time. Like how many wildcard teams have gone on to win? I mean, how many times have the Packers lost at home? Yeah. I think what the theory is, and you know, I, I'm not a numbers guy, so I don't really look at the numbers, but I'm sure somebody has the numbers. It's the, the stars are always going to play. Yeah. Home or road, they're always going to perform, right? It's the role players that tend to play better at home uh, as opposed to playing on the road. So that's where the advantage comes in uh, when you talk about the the teams being at home and not being at home, yeah. right? So, I mean, like I say, I don't know the numbers on that. I don't know that, but that's I've heard that stat uh, or that philosophy being tossed around before. So I'm sure someone's looked up those numbers and. Oh yeah, no. Uh, I mean, it, it is it is kind of a thing. It. I mean, I remember playing. I mean, was I more comfortable playing at home? Yeah, because you're at home. I go. To, I know where I go to arena. I got my parking spot in here. I, I do all this at in the. When you go to a different city, it's like, all right, what am I going to do? I'm just sitting in this hotel all day. I don't want to do that. So now I got to see. But you would think do that, something. You would think that'd be an advantage. Like you don't have anything to distract you. You're just resting at the hotel. Yeah, but you're just. No, you would think you were resting, but no. <laughs> there was no resting, Dario. Uh, there were shenanigans going on. No, you were doing whatever you're doing, but I'm just saying, like, you don't have to search for stuff to do. Yeah. When you're at home, you got your routine already, right? When you're on the road, you have to try to figure one. But then you're in different cities, so it's kind of hard to have a routine. To me, home field and home court and home ice advantage was something that was invented to make fans feel like they had a say in it. And look, in the past, they might home have. ice. Put, put it up, Pebble. Do you believe in home... Uh, court, court whole advantage. field advantage. Because, again, I, I think maybe in the past it was true. Because, I mean, you hear all of the the old stories of fans going to hotels and pulling fire alarms, and courts used to be very intense and fans would be on top. But, I mean, these players have been playing in intense environments, especially when you talk about AAU basketball, for years now. I mean, all the Bucks had to do was win one game at home last year, and they would have gone to the Eastern Conference Finals, and they lose at home to the Celtics, the Packers, how many times do we have to say they've lost at home? The Bills almost lost at home to the Dolphins, a warm-weather team this year. Yeah, listen, if you don't have the if you don't have the talent, yeah, you, you well, can lose at home. That's what I'm saying. I'll take talent over home field all day, every day. And, again, usually the best team has home field, so the number's a little skewed. Anyways, we don't have to go down that tangent. If you want to weigh in, 800-990-3776. That's our... ESPN Wisconsin Talk and Text Line 800-990-ESPN. If you believe in home field advantage, let me know why. We'll read it out. I was looking through the text line, and man, the Rogers stands are in full force right now. The who? Rogers stands. What is that? Stands? You, yeah. Like, so remember the Eminem song, Stan? Where he was like, oh, this Stan. Eminem oh, super Stan. Fan. Okay. So they're, they're super fans. And uh, I get it. I mean,. I understand that you like Aaron Rodgers, and and he's been your quarterback, and he's a really good quarterback. What are you he's, talking about now? He's a he's a weirdo. I mean, he's just a weirdo. Rodgers is. 
Have oh, you, yeah, did yes. you not hear what happened yesterday? No, I mean, I, I, I'm just asking you. I, I don't know if you're saying Rodgers is a weirdo, but oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about some of the stands. Is, well, stands so, I mean, out there. Like, I'm looking back at some of these things, like Jay Love and the 414 going after Wildy. Wildy's judging with worry, disappointment, and I quote, no longer know him. That's judgment. Jason is intolerant for things he doesn't understand. Like, what? Like, Jason's intolerant? Like, what are we talking about? It's Jason Wildy. He's the most, like, baseline non-biased person i've ever met you have um uh there's another good one. Oh, frankie and brookfield uh texting in this morning i do kind of feel bad for aaron dude can't go on a podcast and talk about his life his thoughts or beliefs without being told to shut up dude is human too just want to share maybe packer fans need to calm down as well frankie i get it but, I mean, you get paid $50 million to absorb this scrutiny, and you go on a podcast where they pretty much lob up softballs to you. So if you say something that's a little unusual, like, hey, my vacation this year is going to be a four-day darkness retreat where there's no sensory movement or sounds anywhere, and my goal is to hallucinate and maybe poop in my adult diaper, that's kind of weird. Like, is that, is that not weird? Am I wrong? Chris, am I wrong for thinking that's weird? Tony, am I wrong for no, thinking that, like, Four days in a dark, silent room where some people wear adult diapers is not weird. It's weird it's to me. It's definitely something not normal. Uh, for sure. Right. It's, it's weird to me. I would never do it. I mean, it's just, it's it's unusual. And again, he's the one that thinks this is like so poetic. And, and normal. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, man. But we yeah. know he likes attention, so he likes to get a, do stuff that's going to get a rise out of people. Yeah, and it's what not, I would it's say... It's not like he doesn't want the... Just he doesn't want the uh, attention or the smoke. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't again, mind it. If he didn't, if he let's just say, he doesn't like the attention, and he doesn't want the smoke. Which we know ain't true. Exactly. Which I totally agree. But let's just say okay. he doesn't. All he has to do is say, "Hey, last year was a tough year. I'm excited to be back with the Packers next year. I'm going to restructure my contract. Hey, back. I'm going to." make my contract flexible enough to give the Packers some flexibility to bring players in, and we're going to run this back next year. That's all he has to say. Or or he says, hey, this isn't the right fit for me. I'm just going to move on. That's all he had to say, and then we're not talking about it anymore. But now we're, we're literally a month into Rodgers Watch 2023. He said this wasn't going to take a long time, and here we are. We're still doing this. And it's not like we want to. He wants us to. He's going to keep... Gonna keep his name in the in people's mouth for as long as he can. Four one four texting in about home court advantage and home field advantage. ESPN Wisconsin talking text line eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. Home field advantage only exists for a few teams: Golden State Warriors, New Orleans Saints, and I'm not gonna read the last part. Uh, the Saints, I, I mean, the Saints haven't been very good without Drew Brees. <laughs> You're not gonna read the last part. Yeah. Um, Come on, read the oh, last I, part, I, Dario. Going to the bathroom at your house, home field advantage. Going, uh. going number two at your house. It took me a second to realize what he was saying. Um, uh, the Saints haven't been good without a quarterback. And the Warriors have three of the best players in the world. I mean, I don't think you need home court advantage if you have Steph Curry, Clay Thomas, Clay Thomas and you had Kevin Durant for a little bit. I mean, that's not really home court advantage. It's just a really good team. <laughs> that's really good. Right? <laughs> I still I mean, home court. I I just think listen. I've like I felt home court advantage, right? Yeah. And I know that it's 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 real. You can you can feel it. The home team gets juice. 
when the fans get loud and go crazy. Doesn't the road team get some juice as well when they silence the crowd? Because I've seen... It's not the same juice, though. No? It's not the same juice. It's not any extra juice. That you get the same juice from uh, being in an empty arena. Like if your team is like, boom, you just hit a dagger shot on somebody, right? You get the same kind of juice, but you don't get the like. You know, y'all. There's that moment like when the, the everybody can sense the home team needs a bucket yeah. here, right? Or you need a stop mm-hmm. here or something, right? Then the crowd gets up. Like that little boost, that can, that little boost can help you. Believe it or not, it can help you just be energized. It ain't gonna help your play per se, but it can yeah. help you be energized a little more. Because, I mean, I was in Chicago last year in that first-round series, and when Grayson Allen, after Chris Milton, when Grayson Allen starts going off and he starts hitting three after three and the fans just go, oh, I felt like the Bucks felt that. But anyways, look, get us your, your text, your thoughts on home court advantage if you want to. Also, on the latest of uh, Rogers Watch 2023, I know Pete McGuanago just weighed in. We will get to you in a second. Pete, we got some more texts coming in on our ESPN Wisconsin Talking text line 800-990-3776. Up here next on Homer and Tony with your cousins of the day, our Packers guy, Jason Wildy. Jason Wildy is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. Our Packers guy, Jason Wildy, hopping on with Homer and Tony, your cousins of the day, Dario Melendez. Jason, heard you got a special guest. I know he's not going to Wally Pip Tausch, but Brian Bulaga, that's a pretty nice get. Three hours of Brian Bulaga. I mean, that's more than people get of Dario Melendez when he subs for Homer and when he does the sports on Channel 12. (laughs) That's a really good point. Maybe seven minutes altogether at Channel 12? Uh, But they're the best seven minutes on television. Obviously. yeah, no doubt. Are you excited about that? I mean, have you guys had Brian Bulaga on before to host like that? Not not in the hosting capacity that he'll be filling tomorrow. I, I, uh, I think we're very lucky that we have some, uh, between the great relationships that Tausch has built and the relationships that I've built, uh, we have a pretty deep group of folks that have been willing to come on the show uh, many times since our inception. But there haven't been many or really any who have uh, willingly volunteered to do not one, not two, but three full hours of the program. So uh, Brian either is incredibly generous with his time or has no idea what he's gotten himself into, or maybe both. (laughs) All all linemen or what? Uh, Well, I'll say this. Uh, Linemen are certainly... Uh, the most down-to-earth by by and large. Obviously, there are exceptions to every rule, but uh, they're, they're the most like uh, us normal people. Um, Elton Jenkins is another guy who is on the offensive line now who is, you know, even though he grew up in Mississippi and I grew up in Wisconsin, uh, he and I uh, have really hit it off, and, and maybe someday after he's done with his Pro Bowl, all-pro career, uh, he can fill in for Tausch, or maybe he can take over for Tausch if Tausch just just realizes that he doesn't really need me and doesn't need to do the show anymore. So we're always trying to develop talent, that's for sure. Are you trying to Wally Pip Tausch? I don't like that, Jason. Not at, bro, no, not at all. <laughs> Here's the thing. 
Uh, I would never do what Goody did. Couch uh, is most definitely our Aaron Rodgers. There's no two ways about it. Uh, he doesn't spend four days in the dark. He doesn't uh, do any cleanses or ayahuasca, as far as I know. Um, but he is by far our star. His name is second on the marquee after mine, but he's the one that makes the show go. And so, no, I am not drafting his replacement, but I do want to be prepared if at some point he goes into a dark room for four days and and realizes that he wants to pursue something else. We need to be developing folks so Wildy and whoever can continue on after he realizes, I don't really need this. I've done pretty well for myself. I'm going to go just uh, spend more time with a hockey dad or something. I want to be prepared, but I'm definitely not drafting his replacement. I mean, Wildy and Dario would sound good. Wildy and Pebble. <laughs> Wildy and Pebble, yes. Um, Jason, you've mentioned the dark room four times so far. Um, I know you guys probably took a bite at the apple yes, uh, this morning on your show. It's our turn. Um, it, it's weird, right? Like, it, it, it's, it's weird. Because I keep trying to explain to myself, and look, my, the parent in me is like, you know what, four days... With no screaming and, and silence, maybe not that bad of a deal. But then, like, you think of the dark room and some people that do this were adult diapers. I mean, everything about it just screams weird to me. Yeah, I, you know, I, I know he, uh, I know Rogers clapped back at Mitchell Schwartz yesterday for uh, a tweet that he posted, and, and Rogers replied with that. Uh, quote from Ted Lasso that isn't really from Walt Whitman about be curious, not judgmental. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, I try very hard to live by that. Uh, in fact, I told Aaron that yesterday when I corresponded with him for a little while because, you know, frankly, I, you know, I, I've said this before. Uh, obviously, I had kind of a, as Tony well knows, a little bit of an emotional reaction yesterday because I came on with Homer and Tony right after that appearance on McAfee wrapped up. Uh, but, you know, I do care about the guy, and uh, I do have some reservations about, you know, some of the stuff that he might be doing. I, I did talk to some uh, experts in the medical field. Now, I'm sure he would respond to me by saying that those are uh, medical establishment types that I talked to at UW and at the medical college. Um, but there are some, you know, there's not a whole lot of uh, study that shows that such extended um, sensory deprivation has benefits. Uh, there's definitely some study that indicates it has risks. Um, and so I certainly hope that he is going to be healthy and happy and decisive when he comes out of that uh, four-day darkness retreat. But, you know, I'd be lying if I said that I didn't have some concerns. And as, as I would tell him or anyone else, you know, being curious and not judgmental does not necessarily equate to rubber stamping and supporting absolutely everything a family member or a friend might do uh, if you care about them. And, and I would argue that, you know, as you said, as a parent, uh, as a husband, um, I try to be really supportive of the girls and of Paula, but if there's something that, you know, they think is a good idea and I'm not so sure about, I think it's our responsibility, and I would do this with a friend as well, to say, all right, let's, 
I'd like to talk about this a little more. I'd like to understand, you know, the curiosity part. I would like to understand why you're doing this and how, to what degree have you fully vetted this to make sure that it is uh, more beneficial than it is risky. And so, you know, I, I'm not going to talk about anything that he might have said to me, but uh, I did in a, in a text form express my concerns and said, look, man, I, I care about you and I, I hope, you know what you're doing. I'm sure you've done some research, but uh, it, it's okay for those of concerns. So I hope I hope he knows what he's doing. I have tried not to make too many uh, jokes or be too judgmental. Uh, what I did tweet yesterday is the truth. When he was talking about a little slot where someone uh, drops in food for you during that, I did think of the Shawshank Redemption and when Tommy passes his GED. And, uh, you know, Tim Robbins is in, uh, in solitary confinement and one of the, uh, one of the COs comes and tells them that the kid passed. Uh, the excitement for Andy Dufresne there. Uh, I hope Aaron Rodgers, uh, has some positive things like Andy Dufresne did and it doesn't become negative like what happens to Tommy in that movie. <laughs> right, exactly. And Jason, uh, before we let you go, because I know you're on a little bit of a time crunch, you said you have some concerns. I mean, without getting into too much detail about what you and Aaron Rodgers were talking about, I mean, what are some of those concerns? Well, I just, uh, you know, and, and I thought his response to Mitchell Schwartz, I, I, I understood why he was kind of bothered by it, um, that, he, that this is part of his process. But I thought Mitchell Schwartz's point on Twitter was also valid. Like, you know, if, if, if deciding what you want to do in terms of your football career requires a four-day uh, sensory uh, darkness period, um, I do find myself wondering, and this is not my concern about his own well-being or anything, it was just this would be separate of that. You know, what do teams think of that, right? Like, you know, this is a league where um, – Innovation, which I'm going to give to the benefit of the doubt by using that word, uh, or outside ideas or outside the norm approaches um, are frowned upon. Like, the, the league is not an uh, open place. Um, you know, they, I think they tried to fake it a little bit more in recent years with some of the players responding uh, to there being a gay player in their league, like, we saw what happened with Michael Sam. That wasn't that long ago. And while maybe they, they at least acted like they were fine with it, I still think that there are a lot of closed-minded people in this league. Uh, and so whether it's uh, an alternative uh, medicine or uh, lifestyle choice or whatever it might be, um, you know, I think that there's people that probably don't react positively to that. And I wonder if, you know, whether GMs or coaches uh, would express any reservations about Rodgers, about any of the stuff that he's done, not just this. So, look, the bottom line is, and, and, and I would say this to his face, just like I'm saying it to you now, it is his life, and it is whatever he believes is best for getting the best out of himself as a player and a human. I don't have any problem with that, but I, I do think if you, again, if you care about someone, uh, and you have reservations, I don't think there's anything wrong with bringing those up either. And, you know, I've used this example before with him, like, 
you know, a couple, couple summers ago, um, he was really pissed off at the organization. And we had a conversation. I was sitting in the backyard. The girls were swimming in our uh, $38 swimming pool that we got on clearance a few years earlier at Fleet Farm. And I'm watching them, and I'm talking to him. And it was a long conversation. And one of the things I did say, he was convinced that Goody could not change. That's the only part of his side of the conversation I would share. But on my side, I, I said, look, you have to give people the opportunity. If you don't give them the opportunity to change, how the hell do you know if they're capable of it or not? Now, if you give them a chance and they fail, uh, that's on them. But if you don't give them the opportunity, you haven't done your part. And I said, you know, you could affect a, a major change in the organization and the way they deal with players. You have that clout. You have that opportunity if you choose to come back and if you choose to, to exercise that. And, and I would argue from where I sit, based on them acquiring uh, Randall Cobb at his behest and being more open with their players and more communicative, that he did affect some of that change. Now, whether or not that's enough for him to continue with this team, again, that's up to him, not up to me. But the bottom line is, is that I, I think even if, you, even if someone thinks something is the right thing, there's nothing wrong with pushing them a little bit in your life to make sure that they have thought through all the angles and fully understand the positives and negatives. And if they still choose to do it and, and they convince you that it's a good thing for them, then, then so be it. But um, we'll see. We'll see how this all plays out. I'm just, I'll be honest with you. I know I saw some people joking, uh, ooh, four days in a dark room. That means we're four days without him in the spotlight. Um, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, I did say to one of my friends, I hope that this uh, includes a Tuesday so he won't be on McAfee and I can have a full Tuesday to myself. But beyond that, I, I just hope that whatever he's hoping to get out of it, he gives it. Jason, can't thank you enough, my friend. Appreciate it. All right, I can't wait for Jason, uh, Wildy and Dario. Oh. Uh, I didn't really like Prince, and if you were to get a show, you would want to only go by your single name. But uh, we can workshop that a little bit further for times when Tausch okay. is out. You want the ratings to go up? That's what we got to do. I'll get <laughs> or <Yeah>. down. <laughs> Jason, appreciate it, man. All right, guys. Take care. Be good. Uh, in case you don't know, Mitchell Schwartz, obviously Jason mentioned it a lot, former uh, Super Bowl champ with the Chiefs, four-time All-Pro offensive tackle, uh, tweeting this out about Aaron Rodgers going on to his four-day darkness retreat. Quote, weird that the Packers aren't consulting more with the guy who needs to go on a four-day darkness retreat to figure out whether or not he wants to play football. Again, Mitchell Schwartz is no small guy. I mean, he's he's a big wig in, when it comes to former NFL players. I mean, I think Jason hit the nail on the head. Like, you don't have to be judgmental. I understand what Rodgers is trying to say, quoting Ted Lasso, who – did you see that? Did you watch Ted Lasso? So I do not. Ted no. Lasso, he was going after he, – he's this coach, this American football coach that was brought over to uh, England to coach a soccer team because it was like a revenge thing that the wife got from the ex-husband who loved the soccer team and she wanted to see it fail. But his personality got them to winning, and then at the end of the season, um, I forgot what the stakes were, but pretty much he's playing darts, and he puts like everything on the line on this darts game. And the the husband, who was the former owner and now ex-husband of the one that owns the team, was like making fun of him, you can't play darts. And he goes, well, you should be more curious instead of judgmental. Like, why did he take this bet? And starts throwing bullseye after bullseye, because he used to play darts with his dad <laughs> right, growing right. up. 
to compare that to this is a bit of a stretch, <laughs> if we're being honest. Um, and I think Jason's right. Look, it's okay to show concern. I mean, having an alternative lifestyle sometimes is going to bring up questions. And I think we could all say Aaron Rodgers' lifestyle is a little bit different than quote-unquote whatever normal Which he is. likes, though. He likes exactly. being different. And look, being different has made him one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen play this game. I don't think I don't anybody... that's what made him good. I mean, maybe. Um, you know, I, I have it on... I'm pretty good authority that early his early days he wasn't like this. No. So success has made him want to kind of do his own thing, be his own guy. He wasn't that before. That's <clears throat> from what I hear from Homer uh, interacting yeah. with him before. Jason now seems like he's changed a bit yeah. in that sense. So too much ayahuasca. Look, possibly eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. We still got a lot to get to. That's our ESPN Wisconsin talking text line. Pete McGuanago texted in before Wildy hopped on. Uh, the adult diaper thing taking it too far, giving a whole new meaning to going streaking. Ha ha ha! I get it. Hoop streaks. Look, I mean everybody to each their own. But I guess, like my question to you, and we don't have to put this on the talking text line. We, this could be something for just you who's out there listening. Is it weird? Are we being too judgmental? I mean, is it weird to be going on this retreat? Because I think Schwartz, I mean, Mitchell Schwartz has a good point. Like, the Packers want to start consulting with this guy. The Packers want to get this thing figured out. And what Rodgers wants to do is go on a four-day darkness retreat so that he can hallucinate. I, I, fun. Sounds just, fun. Let's just, do it. It's just odd. And doesn't mean it's wrong. Weird doesn't mean something's wrong. It just means it's 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 weird. And if I'm wrong, if Tony's wrong, if Pebble's wrong, let us know. 800-990-3776. we got more of Homer and Tony with your Cousin Sub of the Day, Dario Melendez, after this. This is Homer and Tony with Cousin Sub's Sub of the Day, Dario Melendez and Tony Smith on 94.5 ESPN and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Dear Slim, I wrote you, but you still ain't calling. I left my cell, my pager, and my home phone at the bottom. Shooter's going to be like, yes, 4S. Well, I think there's a lot of sleeping involved, uh, for sure. Um, Are you but, taking sleeping stuff? No, I'm not taking anything in there with me. I'm just... Hmm. What about weed? You smoking weed there? Nothing in there. <laughs> Keister a few things, maybe slip them out day three if you need it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Have you thought about like an audible? If this doesn't go well, the first yeah. 17 hours, that actually it's then only I'm the first 45 in. minutes. If, I, if I, you know, if, it, if it's too much, then I'll just walk out. The door is unlocked. Do you want to leave? You leave. Maybe. It is there a clock? Is there a clock? They say they say it's unlocked. Yeah. Also valid. <laughs> I saw that one show. You ever where, seen Saw? The yeah. Saw? Yeah. 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 They couldn't just walk out. They actually had the saw off their leg to yeah. get out. Yeah. Chained. Just don't we don't think your, that's going to happen Leave either. the right arm intact. Yeah, thanks, AJ. Appreciate Welcome. that. No, I will not be keistering anything in there. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, TMI, could, baby. You could tell he was getting a little annoyed by the question. That's probably the first time I've seen or heard Pat McAfee and AJ Hawk kind of like go at him for something he was doing because even they think it's a little ridiculous, right? And uh, oh, well played, shit. Pebble. Well played on the stand music. That's why. That's why you're the best. Round of applause. <laughs> Round of the applause. goat. Um, yeah. Well, look. If you want to keep talking, Rogers, let us know. Eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. Do you think it's weird? Do you not think it's weird? Do you think we're jerks for judging them? Do you think we're not jerks for judging them? Let us know, 800-990-3776. That's our ESPN Wisconsin talking text line. Let's pivot to... Uh, or are we just jerks in general? Yeah, we might just be jerks in general. Uh, Pete McGuanago 
thinks you might be a little bit of a jerk, Tony. And Shocker. So, yeah, he, I feel like this is a theme with him. Every time I'm on the show, he goes at you a little bit. What do you say now? Uh, the success has made Tony argue with everything Homer and Dario says. I don't think he's the arguing who? with me. The that's, success. From, that's from Tim and Hartford, not from uh, Pete McGuana. That's from Tim and oh, Hartford. Oh, sorry, Tim and Hartford. Oh. My bad. That's Tim and Hartford. Pete McGuana go, uh, Tim. Dario, remember Tim, Williams. that loser. What's, what's, what's wrong with Tim? Tim needs a hug. Everybody. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> not my fault. You're a loser, Tim. <laughs> I'm, I had nothing to do with your life, pal. Sorry. Uh, Pete McGuana go, Somebody Dario. give Tim a hug. Uh, Dario, remember Ricky Williams and his deal. Well, as a Dolphins fan, I do remember Ricky Williams. And the difference with Williams and Rodgers is that Rodgers pretends like he wants to continue to play, right? Williams was very clear he just wanted to smoke weed. He's out. I'm just like, smoking weed. I'm Williams out. was very clear. And it's unfortunate because, man, weed is tight. Weed is tight. I want to say like 2002, <laughs> 2003, so he thought, when he was with the Dolphins, that 2,000-yard season, nearly 2,000-yard season was just epic. He, he gets suspended. He comes back. That's when the Wildcat came in with Ronnie Brown and Patrick mm-hmm. Cobb and him. That was so much fun. He just he wanted to smoke weed. That, that's all he wanted to do. That's weed incredible. is tight. Weed is tight. <laughs> that is incredible. He said, no, forget football. I want to smoke weed. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think he really wanted to play football. I mean, Rodgers Rogers does, but he doesn't. I think Rodgers does. I, I really do. But he wants people to want him to play football. And that's where it comes down to. And he even mentioned the whole retirement thing. Uh, I know we got the that sounds like that. attention again. Comes because down to wanting attention. When uh, exactly when Tom Brady retired, the thought out there was, well, Aaron Rodgers definitely isn't retiring now because if he retires, he goes in the same Hall of Fame class as J.J. Watt and Tom Brady, and there's no way Aaron Rodgers wants to be overshadowed by that. And this is what he said on the Pat McAfee show. You know, the idea I wouldn't want to share a stage with. Uh... Uh, you know, Tom and J.J. Watt, I think is ridiculous. Like, you, you know, that's that's already going to be an incredible Hall of Fame class. Like, it, it's not even in the thought process. Their their decisions don't impact my own decision. Uh, doesn't make me want to, you know, come back so I can, you know, have the, you know, my own stage or whatever. I just that's just not how I think. I don't think like that. Uh, anybody buying that? Anybody in here buying that? Chris, you buying that? I'm not buying it at all, no. Tony, you buying that? Uh, I actually did buy it. I don't, yeah? think, he, I don't think he's Why? thinking about that. Because I don't think he's wanting to retire anyway. So you don't think retirement was ever on his mind, period? No, yeah. I still don't think it is. It's, that, it's not part of his decision, I don't think, but if it was, he would definitely that would definitely come into yeah. his mind, I think. Especially oh, you're saying with, if he was with, considering, yeah. if he was considering yeah. retiring. H- right. Sharing the stage with Brady and J.J. Watt, then yeah. Man, you want to talk about retirements? Like or I should say Hall of Fame ceremonies, I can't think of a more star-studded Hall of Fame ceremony in any sport than that would be. If you had Rodgers, Brady, and Watt in the same class, holy cow. I mean, I was there in Cooperstown when it was Griffey and Piazza, which was the first ever number one overall pick and the lowest pick ever to go into the Hall of Fame in Piazza and Griffey, and that was pretty star-studded, especially with New York being so close to Cooperstown. I mean, Derek Jeter was pretty close. I think Mariano Rivera was with Jeter. Maybe he's the year before. Um, but I'm trying to think. I mean, that would be a star-studded Hall of Fame class. Hmm. Yeah. Big time. Big huh. time. Yeah, I don't think it's into. I don't think that played into his thing. He's he's not going to retire. Yeah. The thing's keeping him around is he wants to win another title. He's trying to separate himself from those uh, one-title guys. Yeah. Well, you know how you win a one-title. Specifically, one title? Favre. 
You stay in Green Bay. You stay in the NFC North. Yep. That's how you win a title. Caller so. number four, eight hundred at Green Bay. Come on. You're not winning in New York. You're not winning in Green Bay. You're not winning in Las Vegas. You have a better shot of winning in the NFC North than in the AFC West or the AFC East. Or the AFC period. Like the NFC North the NFC in general isn't great. So you guys great. You gotta stay in the NFC. Uh, ESPN Wisconsin Talk and Text Line. Let's talk number caller, I should say. Caller number four, 800-990-3776. Are you a better guesser? We're going to get to our LeBron James conversation after this. 800-990-3776. Caller number four for a chance to win a $50 gift card to Mars Cheese Castle. Are you a better guesser? Coming up. You're listening to Homer and Tony on 94.5 ESPN. Missed any of the show? Find us on Wisconsin On Demand or wherever you get your podcasts. It's free, it's everywhere, and it's for you. That might be my favorite bump-in ever. Are you a big comic book fan? You merely adopted the dark. Tom Hardy I was born in it. That was the third <laughs> that Batman, awesome. I want to say. It was the, the third, third one, Batman yeah. in Christopher Nolan's yep. Dark Knight Returns or something like that. Man, that's a good one. Did you put that together, Pebble? No, that wasn't me, no. That was good. That was good. That was so good. Play that again, Pebble. Play that again. Come on. Can I get, can I get that one more time? Darkness is your ally. Ah, There's ah. a new prince of darkness. It's four nights of complete uh, darkness. Ah, darkness. It's a darkness retreat. You merely adopted the dark. <laughs> I was born in it. Molded so by it. It's something that's been on my radar for a few years now, and <laughs> I feel like it's so regardless of good. Where the drama never stops. <laughs> I didn't see the light until I was already a man. And then it was nothing. Right in 94.5. That's so Oh, you think darkness is your ally. That's so good. Whoever made that, I need to shake their hand. Anyways, that's so that good. Hilarious. Caller number four. Who's our caller number four? Who's our caller, Chris? Yeah, Mark and Oconomowoc. Mark and Oconomowoc. Mark, welcome to the program. Uh, as we always have to do with our callers, are you a past champion? I'm not a past champion. The better question is, were you adopted by the dog? Yeah, were you adopted by the dog? That's a good one, man. Uh, before we get into it, Rogers, uh, four-day darkness retreat. Weird or not? He's weird. Okay, thank you. Oh, I already like Mark. He's, he's my favorite. Okay, here we go. Uh, this thank one's you. not. This one's not about Aaron Rodgers. Is actually. I was hoping we we're going to be talking about LeBron by now, but we haven't talked about it. In case you missed it, LeBron, your NBA all-time scoring leader, now has thirty-eight thousand three hundred and ninety points. It's three more than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had. So, with LeBron having the NBA points lead, what team did he score the most points against in his career? Which single team has LeBron scored the most points against in his career? Is it actually? You know what? I said that wrong. I apologize. Don't don't don't. Most points LeBron has scored against a single team. What are the most points LeBron has scored against a single team? Is it seventeen hundred and seven, seventeen hundred and forty-three, seventeen hundred and fifty-one, or seventeen hundred and fifty-five? Again. What are the most points LeBron has scored against a single team in his career? 1707, 1743, 1751, or 1755? You're not going to tell me what team it was against? I'll, 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 I'll tell you the team afterwards. Later. 
Uh, we're going to go with, uh, was it 1743? 1743? Yes. You merely adopted the dog. Right, uh, Kevin, are you still trying to throw it. it? Yeah, I'm still trying to throw it, yeah. Uh, can you give me those uh, responses one more time? So He's what tanking. are the most points LeBron has scored against a single team? And I'll tell you the teams afterwards. Is it 1,707, 1,743, 1,751, or 1,755? Mark's going 1743. All right, there's my answer. Hopefully it's the wrong one. Otherwise, I'm going to lose two points. Okay. This is a tough one to take, Tony. It, it is. You got no idea. Uh, I'm going to go with... Um, 1707, 1743. I'm going to go with 07. 07? Yeah. Okay. So what I'm going to tell you, it is not 1755. That would be more than he scored against any team. Wait, what a pebble pick. I picked the same as you. you picked 1707. The same as you. Oh, oh. So if it's the go. correct answer, I lose two points and, and I get one. one. So oh, answer D was a, a makeup. He's not scored more than 1755. Also, answer A is wrong. 1707, oh, the wow. third highest he has scored against a single team, and that is against the Atlanta Hawks. So Chris and Tony both wrong. All right. So, Mark, you got a chance. The correct answer is what? 17. 51. But you don't. Sorry don't. about that. So, 17.43 is against the Indiana Pacers. Mark, can you guess what 17.51 is? Pebble, if I if he guesses the team, does that count? It does no, not. ESP it does not. Uh, rules. You're killing, see, Mark, I wanted to give it to you, but... Wait, who I are gotta, the first teams you said? I got to guess for the team, too. So, seven, Detroit. Detroit? Wrong. I would say Celtics. I say Celtics also, yeah. You're going to say Celtics? Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. You guys are overthinking this. Charlotte Hornets? Cleveland. You guys are overthinking this. Not, though. Where are we? The Bucks. Uh, right, the Bucks. Thank you. 1,751, the Milwaukee Bucks, the most he has scored against a single team. Uh, Mark, thanks so much for playing. Sorry you couldn't win, my friend. Yeah, I thought that was crazy. I mean, obviously, 38,309 points is what he has now. 1,700 of them coming against the Bucks. That's that's a lot. But, I mean, it was lean years for the Bucks when he was in Cleveland, right? Well, I guess. I mean, but he's still scoring on everybody. So. Oh, yeah, no. He, he's just, it's just bad luck. I think the lowest was OKC and the Lakers just because they should've, were out he west. He should have saved to break the record on the Bucks, and that would be even more pile on. I mean, that would have been, especially with the Kareem angle there, that would have been really good. But anyway, so... We're still looking for a winner this week. White Pebble, no one's won. Yeah, over three now. Over three. So uh, we're going to pivot to our LeBron conversation. I know Greg in the 262 just tweeted in or texted in, I should say, on our ESPN Milwaukee talking text line 800-990-3776. That is 800-990-3776. Our ESPN Milwaukee or ESPN Wisconsin, I should say, talking text line. If you want to weigh in on the Aaron Rodgers stuff, I know there's a little give and take going on between stands and, I guess, Packer fans, which is always weird to me, right? I mean, you would think you're a Packer fan before you're a Rodgers fan, right? Isn't that the way it's supposed to you be? You would hope so. But it seems like with Rodgers, there's a clear line of a Packer fan and a clear line of a Rodgers fan. So I don't, I don't get that. I'm a, I'm a fan of the team first. That's I would think the same thing, but what do I know? Uh, we're going to take a quick break when we come back. Hour number two of Homer and Tony and your cousin sub of the day, Dario Melendez.